the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the San Diego Automotive Museum Radio Hour. This monthly program is here to give you the latest news and updates on what is going on at the San Diego Automotive Museum. If you have any questions, want more information, or you wish to donate to the museum, go to www.sdautomuseum.org. Again, that's www.sdautomuseum.org. For now, here is your host for the San Diego Automotive Museum Radio Hour, Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome to my favorite hour, the San Diego Automotive Museum radio show. Lenny had uh, some other commitments, and Morgan couldn't make it either. So we still brought in two great folks, Maria Romano de Leon and Peter Gambino. They're from the Automotive Museum. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, Dave. What's up? <laughs> doing well, doing well. Good deal. Just do So for folks, because we haven't seen you on air for a while, and what do you do over at the museum, Maria? I'm the curator of the museum, and Peter here is the assistant curator. Is he so doing you have a, the whole team. Is he, doing a good, <laughs> is he doing a good job? He's doing a great job. Yeah, I know. He, and he loves, he loves what he does, he is young, even though he's young, right? Yeah, he's actually really great at what he does. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, try, I try. Well, I think it's because <laughs> you're humble. But you learn, don't you learn something every day when you come to work? Oh yeah, and I'm I'm not someone who knows enough about cars either when it comes to like the actual mechanical aspects of it. So it's fun coming into work and just learning something, especially doing all the library stuff right now. Since that's I was open. gonna say, yeah. now you have a library. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, there's just so much knowledge. It's like. <laughs> Just that was lost for a year and a half, just hiding away in our storage. So now it's open to the public. Everyone can come. Have down you got all it. the? Uh, is the warehouse empty? And the everything? warehouse is empty. Yeah, we have all but 30, uh, 30 boxes of books are in the library now. Still trying to get those in, find some oh, space. So I, but, yeah. so I shouldn't bring the the twenty that I got. <laughs> uh, we'll, t- we'll 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 still taking some donations, but you know, if you do have donations, just hold off for a couple of months. Give us some time. You know, it's a <laughs> well because you know I brought you. I think fifty boxes the last time yeah <laughs> and i've still and i'm not even talking press kits you know from the 80s and the 90s where they used to you know the car manufacturers would give you a binder mm-hmm. with colored photos and breakdowns now they give it to you on a little thumb drive That's right. yeah. yeah are you got you think well eventually you're going to digitize yeah we're working on digitizing everything right now we're getting everything set up into a database at the moment so everyone can just you know uh it's going to be on our website public so you can just click on that and you can search up everything right. that we have. Well, I hadn't talked to Lenny about it, but I'm going to bring you, you know, don't ask me why, but they're in mason jars. <laughs> and I've got three mason jars just full of thumb drives from the car manufacturers. Archivally safe. Oh, that's really cool. And the thing that's really cool about it is every thumb drive is different. Some of them are the design of the car. Sometimes, like I've got one from Jeep and it looks like a poker chip. <laughs> And, but it's a thumb drive, you know. Huh. So, you know, those would be maybe download everything and then make a display of and, and have the history of press kits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Even the design is saying something, you know. Yeah. yeah. And just to show you, you know, like it went from, you know, big book, you know, massive books mm-hmm. 
now to thumb drives to now you just go online. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they don't it has, give you anything. Hardly anything wow. anymore. It's a shame. I mean, back in the fifties, they were giving you this, these books with beautiful art in oh, them. Yeah. All the advertisements Didn't that they were give drawn. You like a model. Car yeah, they would give you the yeah. model car. <laughs> yeah. They would give you a big book with all these like beautiful uh, drawn advertisements yeah. and everything, and the engine drawn out. Yes. and everything. Yeah, so it was cool. blowed up, blowed yeah, up blown engine up, design. Yeah. Well, they even used to give the press uh, guys uh, gifts. You know, I've got Ford beautiful top notch leather luggage. Wow. You know, couple of you know, carpetbagger bags, you know, the ones where they open up like so. <laughs> yeah. With Ford embossed all over them. I mean, they used to do that back in the day, too. But I guess it's just getting too tight. Yeah. But I was just saying the press kit would be a neat wall to, wall display. And if you just put it out to the, the general public or most of your media guys, you know, lanyards. I got more lanyards than I know what to do. I got hundreds of them, so. So the library, it's open now, right? It's open. Yeah, we opened about three weeks ago now, I think. Uh, we've been getting people down there every day. It's nice. It's open, uh, I think, six days of the week. So right. Now yeah. you can't check a book out. You can't check a book out, but you can research and do do everything in there that you uh, would do for a normal library other than checking them out. We used to not even let you browse. You I know? know. Yeah. So it's it's a big step forward. You know, maybe eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get to checking out books. Yeah, but, right but now, I wouldn't you know, do it. I think because yeah. cause keep them in the museum. Yeah, we don't want to lose any. Some of them are expensive too. So Well, the other thing that I've got, and I just haven't brought it down, is I've got their hardbound from Dodge from 93 to 2006 of the Viper. Mm. And it's every part and piece of the Viper, and it's it's such a te- they're all tech books is what they amounted to. Wow. It came from Mitchell International. Yeah, so he gave them to me, and he says I'll give them to you if I never see them on, you know, uh, eBay. Yeah, <laughs> no, we we also take all that kind of stuff. Yeah, too. that's definitely automotive manuals. Have, yeah. yeah, but see, I never sell guys. anything. You should see my house. I don't sell. <laughs> well, we take donations though. Yeah, no, no, no. And, we aren't going to buy them from you. No, 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 no. Lenny has no money. Have you ever seen, have you ever heard of Motor Books? No. no, you're too young. But Motor Books was a big book that if you were a car enthusiast back in the day, you could buy it and you could literally rebuild a car with this book. Oh, cool. And they're all hardbound. And I think I've got them from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And they're just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we yeah, have a whole yeah, section definitely. just for manuals. Like yeah, that, we have so. yeah. some great mobile so, shelving for those. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, and I'm really happy to, to hear that the museum is open. And by the way, you can go into the museum with the cost of admissions to the museum, right? Oh, it's oh, the yeah. library. Yeah. The library yeah. is included. I mean, the library. I mean, yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's no charge to go to the yeah, library. Yeah, no extra charge. Yeah. It's a good place to just, you know, relax, especially. Um, right. After your, a, hoof, yeah. after your hoof, after your hoofing around, mm-hmm. the yeah, there's not that many places to just, just sit down and relax in the museums of Balboa Park. So it's right, a good one. so yeah, and and then like I said, it'd be easier for you to ask them what's in the library versus them to tell us what's in the library because yeah. <laughs> exactly. everything from A to Z, right? Yeah, we have I think about six thousand three hundred books cataloged in our collection right now, wow. and plus m- many many more that haven't been put into the system. So right. 
Yeah, we have just about everything. That you and you haven't even them. reached out to anybody for books. No, they, yeah, they always come to us. Yeah, they always come to us. But I mean, you haven't had, say, hey, anybody out there? No, uh, no, no, no. no we, we, we have no shortage. Never done of, a call for books. Yeah, <laughs> no shortage of people coming forward with their books. Well, I mean, you know, people, they have them. They take up so much space in their garage. Eventually, after 40 years of collecting one publication straight every single year, you're like, oh, my God, I have like 500 books just yeah, sitting and, here. Yeah. And so you walk up to them and you say, by the way, when was the last time you read the one from 56? <laughs> Uh, yeah, because we don't. I mean, I've got them all too. But do, do I sit down and go yeah, through? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't do it, and and I just don't have time. But I think if they go to somebody, you know, that can that can really utilize it, and that's mm-hmm. the auto museum. And you guys are both fairly new to the museum, but this never happened back in the day where people would bring you stuff on a regular basis. It's just been since Lenny and, and his team have come together that all of this stuff is coming to you. And the reason I'm saying that, because a lot of I was been I've been with the museum since day one mm-hmm. when it first opened. And I've watched a lot of transitions throughout the years, mm-hmm. some better than others. And I think this is the best transition of anything this library has ever had, thanks to Lenny and the team he's put together. And that's why I think all the things that are coming your way are for that reason. Because people that are going to donate, they want to make sure it goes to the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they want to make sure that we're going to take it. care of it. Yeah. And yeah. Take care yeah. of it. And also provide access. Right. Yeah. And that means that if somebody has a vehicle, a motorhome, or maybe property, and they don't know what to do with it, put it in your will. You know, if you don't have family to give it to, donate it to the museum because they can either, if it's worthy, put it in the museum. If not, they'll tell you. They're just going to fix it up and sell it and generate some funds. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but there's, and, and I always say this every time we do the show because a lot of people don't realize that you guys can accept donations of any kind, you know, to help keep this museum, yeah. you know, up and running. All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and find out if you got anything new coming up in uh, February, March. Yeah, we got some couple exhibits. All right, let's hold off and come back to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum, a radio, FM 961 and 1170, The Answer. Uh, we've got uh, Maria and Peter in the house, and we're talking about uh, what's coming up in February and March, but there's one display that's getting ready to roll out, and that's the Moonshiners. Yeah, about bootleggers that trip down the Whiskey Road. Yeah, yeah so, that's leaving on February 12th, so your last chance is the yeah. 11th. So what what's in, what's in the bootlegger display? Yeah, so that uh, that exhibit was really fun. That was uh, NASCAR and its relationship to moonshining. Uh, basically, just how NASCAR exists solely because moonshiners met up on the weekends and started racing each other, and uh, people really liked seeing that. So they they made it into a uh, you know a national sport. You know, sure. And it's just uh, it's a great story. We got some cool cars down there. A lot of Fords because you know a lot of moonshiners wanted to blend in. So what are they going to drive a Ford most yeah. likely? Well, and uh, and Ford had the first V eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, that flat that flathead V8 was a huge, huge favorite for the moonshiners. You and know, very needed, easy to modify, and they needed that to outrun the yeah. revenueers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a fun exhibit. That you know, it's got some great uh, displays in it. The uh, the graphics are awesome, and yeah, I really hope people can come on and see it before it leaves. So, and it's going to be gone because what's coming in next? So 
when that leaves, we're going to dig up some stuff from our collection that is not shown very often. Oh. Um, and we're going to call it Automotive Museum Highlights or similar. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just going to be cars you maybe haven't seen, even if you've been back a couple times in the last, you know, 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, so we're fixing up some of our collection vehicles for that. Cool. And then that'll run for how long, would you say? Um, I think till June. And then, okay. yeah. And then there was some other one uh, celebrating... Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. So we have a small exhibit with the Black Lowrider Association of San Diego. There you go. And that is on for Black History Month. So it started on the 1st. Is it just a one-car display? Just a one-car display, yeah. yeah. But it, uh, we have some narrative text talking about the history of uh, black lowriding in San Diego. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize yeah, how big, big it is. Yeah, community. Yeah. Huge community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and just the lowrider community in general. Just in general. Yeah, we also, of course, have our regular lowrider exhibit as well. I would, I, I so would we have. always have four or yeah. five lowriders. It's so ingrained in San Diego car culture, it's hard yeah. not to show it off. So, so, let the- me, so let me ask you this. When, I mean, I first time, because I tried and tried and tried to get them on KUSI, and all they ever kept saying was, oh, you know, our cars aren't, low. you know, well, well, you know, our cars aren't cool enough. Like, what are you talking about? You got the most beautiful cars on the planet, dude. You got more, and you're the smartest hot rodder. They go, what are you talking about? You don't mess with the engine. Yeah. <laughs> it always starts. It you always never starts. have to get a tow truck. Yeah. So, cute story. So, I'm, the first time I finally talked him into coming to KOSI, and, you know, and I'm shooting the bull with him and we're talking and I don't pay any attention necessarily to the cars because I figure I'll do it when I do my segment, right? <laughs> so me and the cameraman, we're talking about we're going to each car and then we go to this one beautiful 64 Chevy Impala. So we go around to the back to the trunk and there's a mural. <laughs> it's as X-rated as you could imagine. <laughs> I didn't catch it. The camera guy didn't even Uh-oh. see it. And KUSI went through the ceiling. So now every time they come, I have to go and look at all the yeah, cars approved, to yeah. make sure we don't shoot anything that's not family-oriented. <laughs> so I'm only bringing that up just in case you have a group come in. Yeah. yeah you might want to examine we try, them. We do try to screen the murals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure it's nothing too crazy. Yeah. yeah we, we've I think had the some- worst one we've had is those like um it was actually really cool but it was like skeletons like shooting like in a oh, mexican film noir way. i know the car you're talking it was really about. awesome but i feel like that yeah there's not we've that had a couple of those right? uh, you're talking about parked outside of the museum you know yeah. the, the azteca warriors so another another uh, group another thing that you guys have put together uh, and i think this was the first time you've done it is the motorcycles in the park where people are cars and well, motorcycles and coffee, I guess is what you call it. Yeah, yeah it's a, no, it's a, yeah, we call it motorcycles in the park. It's um okay. the last Sunday of every month. So there's it's, also coffee though too. Yes, oh, there is course. coffee. Yes, and probably donuts. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were workshopping a few names like uh, what I call like motor, motorcycles and like uh, mocha or like uh, cycles and coffee. Like were, we were trying to figure it out, but I think we really just worked. stuck with the mo- motorcycles <laughs> yeah. in the park. You know, yeah. well, I think in the park is is a cool. You know, it is yeah. you know, a title for anything because it can, like, if you wanted to bring vintage boats to the park, you know, people can <laughs> boats bring in, in the park. Yeah, boats in the park. Or, yeah, we can start a, a universe. I don't know if you can do airplanes. That would make it be, be a, that would be a little touchy. Well, that's already a problem with all the noise uh, <laughs> above Balboa Park. Well, I think it'd be a little harder just getting an airplane in there because yeah. <laughs> they don't fly well without all that obstacles. But you had what ninety bikes? Yeah, we had about nine, 94 people come. Yeah, around ninety bikes. It was a pretty big. Uh, so we just started this like I think four or five months ago. 
Uh, it was a big staple with the Automotive Museum many, many years ago right. before any of us were with them. And, uh, you know, we got, in, we got in contact with us said that it's something they've been doing since, you know, the 90s. They've been trying to get it back for the past couple of years. So we're really happy to get that relationship, you know. Well, it's another whole new set of eyes. Yeah, we're not just cars. We've got a lot of great motorcycles down at the museum as well. Well, I think you've got, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got the second largest motorcycle collection on the West Coast is from what I've been told. I think on display, yeah. Yeah, on display. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, of course, your display, you don't have every single motorcycle on the floor because you've got stuff in the in the warehouse yep. that yeah. you guys can rotate in and out. And you've got some very eclectic, you know, you got some Steve McQueen bikes, you've got Dan Gurney's Gator. Yeah, yeah we have a whole Star Ride yeah. section that's just motorcycles. Evil Knievel. And, uh, the, uh, Knievel. the Vincent Black Shadow is my favorite. Is oh, that yeah. your Black Shadow? Really cool. Yeah, we have a Vincent Black Shadow at the museum, and that's an iconic one. So. If you ever get a chance, you, do you ride bikes? No, I do not. My brother does, but not me. Oh, you'd love to ride a, a Vincent. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would. I'm she, not she is a handful, boy. I tell you. <laughs> they don't call her the Black Widow for nothing. Yeah, oh, man. Well, back in those days, you know, it was nothing, virtually nothing about stopping. It was all about yeah. going. How fast could you go in this <laughs> nothing thing? Nothing about stopping, though. <laughs> uh, you know, stopping. Yeah, it's for sissies. We don't care about stopping. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those motorcycles are crazy. The famous uh, term, what, suicycle? You know? yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, did you ever see back in the day you'd go to a carnival and they'd be in a barrel? Yeah. And they would start at the bottom and then work their way to the top? I mean. Yeah, I mean, safety regulations have really uh, robbed us you of think? a few great, yeah. uh, <laughs> you think? great displays. Or, or or the daredevils where the guys would lay lay on their bike and go through walls of fire. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it's. And you know where that all came from was World War II. Oh, really? Because a lot of the guys that were in the war, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were adrenaline junkies, yep. whether they were a pilot or whether they were a tank driver or just an infantryman. Yeah. And when they came back to the United States, how boring could it be? Yeah, exactly. So they made up all of this crazy. Joey Chitwood, yeah. I mean, did a car event where if you could imagine you sit in the stands and watch a guy go up a ramp and roll five times <laughs> and get a standing ovation. And some of the racetracks here locally, like Paris Auto Speedway, uh-huh. has an event called Night of Destruction, where you go out and you do figure eight racing, and you know the crosses can get a little yeah. hairy. Yeah. They have a double-decker where they'll take a Lincoln, and then they'll bolt another car to the top, <laughs> and the guy on the top steers and brakes. And the guy on the bottom is the accelerator. Oh and there's absolutely no communication between the two. And then there's boat trailer races where they'll take a boat and hang it on the back of a race car. And it'll go running around. God. Trailer races. Wow. That oh, sounds like fun. School bus races. I mean, it is just, yeah. It, people just go there like because they want to see all the craziness. And, yeah. Yeah. Night of Destruction? Night of Destruction. I'm going to go to that. Paris Auto Speedway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it'd be a great, yeah. It's a Saturday night, half mile track, and it is just, you know, I even had, I have a guy that, I mean, every once in a while, because I do a racing or motorsport show, and he, that's all he's ever done is been a Night of Destruction. Wow. He doesn't race normal racing. He goes out there. Just and, crazy racing. Yeah. Crazy yeah. racing. Awesome. No rules racing. Yeah. yeah. I, had, uh, I had no idea that's that awesome. that was uh, vet- veterans that started doing all that, because yeah. I knew that uh, there was a lot of ex-Air Force pilots doing the Bonneville stuff. Sure. You know, like, yeah. it's like, what's the closest you can get to flying? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like- and that is They weren't the happy on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I'm reading a book right now uh, by Brock Yates, 
And, you know, back in the day, you know, in the the 50s, you know, these these guys would get in race cars with no roll cage. Mm -hmm. They'd wear a a leather helmet, (laughs) T-shirt, and a pack of cigarettes rolled up in it. (laughs) You know, I mean, and unfortunately, they would lose every race, at least two or three drivers. Yeah. Yeah. They'd pass away. That was actually, we were talking about bootleggers, but that was kind of why NASCAR, like, evolved because it was... People were dying all the time. Yeah, all the exactly. time. Yeah, they sort of so. unnecessarily, right? When you add rules, you can add safety regulations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and Big Bill France did, well, he was the first one to actually put safety rules into his racing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people talk about bootleggers, but they don't tell you how many of them never made it. You know, missing a turn, yep. rolling. I mean, and then with all that booze in the back yeah which is flammable heavy Heavy and flammable yeah i doubt you've ever drank moonshine but let me tell you that stuff (laughs) you could fly a jet plane with that (laughs) stuff it's like wow are you kidding me not that i've ever tried it but i was stationed in kentucky (laughs) yeah no that 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 uh that exhibit really is worth coming down and seeing (laughs) because one of the cars we have in there is from uh this club up in L.A. called uh, Moonshine Racers, oh. and uh, the guy who had founded the club came out from Tennessee. He was an ex-moonshiner during Prohibition. Came out to Tennessee. He was like, oh, I'll run straight for a while, you know. Got together with some – he was doing normal things in California. Had a normal job. Met up – got some friends. They started, you know, racing motorcycles, having a good time. And he thought to himself, you know, maybe I can make some extra money. These guys are good drivers, you know. Like he said. Yeah. yeah, why <laughs> so not? That was what, that I, what I learned in that, that exhibit moonshine. is that – Moonshining, bootlegging, like the yeah. revenue agent like yeah. evasion, that was here too. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. just in the South. Everybody, th- <laughs> everybody thinks it was in the South, but especially during Prohibition when you couldn't buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of money to be made. Well, and you're not going to tell the public you can't have a beer, you can't have, a, you know, because we will figure out a way to make it happen. Well, even after, because yes. it's taxed so high. Right. So it was yep. just to avoid. Or the dry, yeah. the dry uh, counties dry and everything. County. I guess yep. we don't really have dry counties. But. So you may not be one to watch TV because you guys don't look like TV people. But there <laughs> is actually a show, I think it's on the History Channel. And it's called Moonshiners. Yeah, oh, that shows, really? yeah I, know, I know that show. Have you yeah. seen that show? Yes, yeah. I love I love the History Channel. They really just <laughs> they've they've gone a little bit off of what they used to do, but I love the stuff Is that they still they, they show World you. World War Two yeah. stuff. Yeah, Not well, more, no, that no. was stuff like Moonshiners. Yeah, yeah like oh, say, cool. let's say you were a moonshiner. Let's say you made moonshine at your yeah. house, and he made moonshine at his house. Well, then you two guys would come into the studio. And we would give you the product that you asked for, and you would make moonshine. Oh, it's like a reality it's show like where they make it. Yeah. And then you it's got like these. Customs. That is not yeah, what I expected at all. <laughs> oh, no. Then you got these two boys over there. Let's take a sip of this. And, oh, man, that's, that'll put the hair on your chest. That's so funny. And it's a whole reality show. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's absolutely great. Do they do great. like a panel tasting at yeah. the end? Yeah. But these old panel guys, one guy, he's wearing bib overalls, <laughs> yeah. and he's got no shirt underneath. Yeah. And he's got exactly a cr- what you think. Crumpy, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, how they found these guys. It's real close. Have you ever seen Duck Dynasty? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Those guys yeah. could be in that you show. You get a Venn well. diagram, you know, and you can see, you can see the, the overlap. <laughs> More overlap than you care to admit, let me tell you. No, it's uh, and and that's cool that you guys would even think to do a display like that. 
How'd that come about? Uh, I actually had the idea uh, very, very randomly. Um, I was, uh, we were just having a conversation about, you know, cars that have been, you know, driven in crazy ways. You know how there used to be like the, the Hupmobile, which was like steam, yeah. steam engine, everything. Sure. I was like, I wonder if anyone ever tried running a car off of moonshine, like how you're talking about how you could, you oh, know. Okay. So I was looking up like moonshining cars, like, uh, like, uh, you know, like a moonshine still on the back of a car that's sure. sending the thing going <laughs> is what I'm looking for. And then I, I just, you know, stumbled upon the whole story of NASCAR and moonshine. Wow. You know, a lot of people know it. If you're really into NASCAR, car and racing then you probably know that it came from moonshine but there's a whole lot of people oh. out there that have no idea that moonshining led to anything like that so yeah. i yeah i learned it and i was like oh we got to make an exhibit on this like we have to i was like this is one of the coolest stories i've ever read because these guys were out here tricking cops left and right oh, during the yeah. weekday you know coming up with all these cool little like uh james bond-esque you know yeah. oil slicks uh you know no headlight no taillights no right. brake lights Right. Um, and, and the special way they had to carry the moonshine. Exactly, yeah. You know, because they just didn't throw it in the back like you do when you go to no, Albertson. Yeah, they, yeah they, would, they would hide it. They would have, like, uh, leaf springs that were double leaf springs. So it would be like uh, the you car. Did your really, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I got did so, I went down we a huge rabbit hole yeah. on this because I, I, I thought it was so interesting. I had no idea about it. So I went down a big rabbit hole and was like, yeah, we'll write this exhibit. We'll do this. Yeah. Maria um, See, this wrote I was also all the super narratives. surprised yeah. that um, basically muscle cars developed from the yeah. car modifications that oh. moonshiners were doing oh yeah absolutely which was shocking because that was like a huge development in the automotive industry and i didn't like had no idea yeah you never all. yeah just wouldn't know and they i mean nascar there was so even long, there was like a conversation it. with the like what they were doing like for moonshine running yeah. and what they were putting into new right cars. Yeah. well and and because of that the car manufacturers made it against the law to modify and build big block motors. <laughs> but yet there were people within, one in particular, uh, Mr. Jim Wangers, who was a PR guy for Pontiac. He would literally take a Pontiac Tempest and put a big 429 big block in it, unbeknownst to the, com- the corporation, <laughs> yeah. and take it out at night or take it out on the weekend and drag race it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, people started asking for this car. And, of course, it's a corporation. When you start, people want to buy something from you. They turned around and they, yeah. they dropped the law and yeah. off they went. Oh, yeah, the history is off the charts. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it, it ties into uh, hot rodders out here and, and even salt flat guys because they would see the modifications oh, people out yeah. east were doing you know, and, and adapts on those things and vice versa. You would see what some hot rodders were doing. You say, yeah, I could use that. And then there weren't so many in. laws in California, right. I guess, about it. So no. they would – all the production parts, like yeah. – So all the, like, aftermarket things to modify your car Edelbrock, to be fast was Iskader- all from here. Yeah, it'll And they started Iskaderian. buying it for, like – Southern moonshining. I know. It's crazy. Let's, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's take a break and come back. We're just listening to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. The secular crew isn't sure of the response. But what we do know is that President Biden has said that there will be a response that we ultimately will find out about. I think people are extremely concerned because do they escalate or is it something so weak and it's like not even a response. Where right now, it's tough to predict this administration because they have been all over the place in the past few months, over Israel, over Hamas. Secular. Afternoons at 5 on FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Talking with uh, Maria DeLeon and uh, P. 
Peter Gambino. They're the curator and assistant curator. And Peter's rather on the young side. But, man, hes I think this is why he gets so excited about his job, because he's learning about things he'd never even thought of in a million years, like moonshining. That's why our job is fun. It's, very it's fun. different yeah. every day. We get to look up weird stuff all the time about cars. And what would you do without Google? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, hey, the, li- the research well, library. library. San Diego Automotive well, Museum's you- research library is just as good as Google. Maybe now you better. don't even need it. Yeah, now you don't even need Google. If you can't get internet service, you just go into the museum. Exactly. All right, so now you've got another event coming up in March or February? February. So it's going to be um, February 23rd at 5.30 p.m. We are um, having an artist come talk about his work that we just installed. It's actually also a car. Um, it's called Conquest. The artist mm-hmm. is named Louis DeSoto. Mm. Um, and the car is about uh, – the idea that the automotive industry has like appropriated a lot of Native American names and themes mm-hmm. and it's like marketing and naming. Mm-hmm. So he made like a counterfeit, I'm quoting with air quotes, right, I see um, <laughs> DeSoto. <laughs> and uh, it's on a platform of a 65 Chrysler New Yorker. Okay. Is um, it a real car? It's a real car, yeah. And it runs. It's like a, it's completely wow. customized nice. to be But functional. what year DeSoto would you say it is? Or is it a concept? It's not. It's not a, there was no DeSoto that year so he just built DeSoto badging for the car oh. and he made like the the tail end basically uh-huh. like a like a, the vinti- last year like of a vintage DeSoto yeah um, um it's so it's so convincing that he even entered it in a um like DeSoto aficionado oh. contest and he won because <laughs> he said it was like a one of one prototype like concept right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and they didn't know but didn't it was know, yeah. it was a one in one it was it is it had that, all the DeSoto badging yeah. <laughs> so wow so it's our first curator talk so it's like going to be a an event where um, we talk to artists and curators in the area so does that cost anything to to attend that or is that part of the admission price um the admission's ten dollars because it's after hours oh, okay. um but if you join of course then it's that's only, the best I think, way eight so yeah have, that's have you, the way to do it <laughs> have you guys done anything on artists for automotive automotive artists you know people that because i know of a guy i ran into him at uh, barrett jackson his artwork, I think it's Mr. It's Fritz, F R I T Z. Oh yeah, and he's got the most beautiful. It's paintings, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. That would be a good. That would be a good display as yeah, well. Yeah, we're, we're trying. We had a Todoroki um, exhibit. Oh. Uh, it's like a. It's a Japanese year. artist, right? That, yeah. Right. And he and yeah, those were some really like uh, really great pictures of like you know paintings of cars that he did. And then we're trying to do one with the uh, Mexican uh, one thousand oh. Baja races. Uh. Uh, we have the one of the official photographers. For the races, um, he does some great work. The photos like are the photos are um, unbelievable, yeah. and he yeah. wants to do a display with the museum. So we're Excellent. figuring out some dates for that. We're he's putting together. Uh, we're we're going to do it in in, in uh, segments. So one's going to be like on the life of these racers. You know, like really just like images of them finishing the race and just like drinking or like just hanging out. You know, right. just be living life. Right. Yeah. Then images of uh, life in Mexico, and uh, there's just a whole bunch of different segments. He has all these. All these pictures, thousands of photographs, he's putting them wow. together for us. So we're going to get probably 10 maybe out for the yeah. exhibit. And, um, yeah, it'll be great, and we'll just keep on switching them. Well, that book I'm reading was just about the Mexican 1000. Crazy, crazy where, race. And the guy drove a um, uh, Mercury Capri or a Lincoln Capri. Uh-huh. You know, top of the line, Lincoln, gutted it, everything <laughs> out of it, you know, lap belt. 
and <laughs> and you know they had to end it because of so many you know the the pedestrians would line the track, yeah. which was a road. Yeah. And the thing was, if they could reach out and touch the cars, they went by at 140 miles an hour. Oh. <laughs> I mean... That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You think? Yeah. But it's crazy seeing some of these images where it's just the middle of nowhere, yep. like up in the mountains, and you would just, and it's just packed. Like yeah. people on the people, side, yeah. on the side of the roads. And yeah. it's, it's just crazy seeing... You know, the places where they're going for this race, because it's obviously like very remote areas, like desert, uh, wooded areas. And, and everything. dirt roads. Yeah, dirt roads. Dirt like roads. One of these pictures, my favorite that he took is, uh, it's just like a couple of cows chilling on this dirt road. There's nothing around them at all. It's just two cows. And then the image right after is like these racers coming down that same exact road after the cows moved. And oh it's just like, God. you're like, this is where they're racing. Like, yeah. they're just, it's like, just and just think if those out. cows yeah. didn't move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, they're, they're used to having to repair those cars during those races. I mean, it's just a feat oh. to be able to finish the, the uh, Well, that the was, you hit you know? it right on the head. It was the fact that you finished. Yep. That yep. was the same yep. as winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it's like <laughs> just finishing. Yeah, I mean, these people like what they have like a like a seventies or sixties um like beetle and they're like yeah. oh. they're 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 killing it like you know like, it. yeah it's insane <laughs> it's like like you say they got it completely just jolting oh, around in this little god. Volkswagen Beetle oh my god it's amazing yeah. yeah and and then you know but there used to be a slogan back in the day win on Sunday sell on Monday yeah and that's why the car manufacturers got involved in motorsports. Because the fan base were so inherently attuned to a Ford, yeah. a Chevy, a Chrysler product, or a Dodge, or a Plymouth. And if their brand won, they would flock to the dealer on Monday and buy whatever model that had won. Yeah. And they didn't realize it until, because they were always trying to get out of it because they thought racing was going to give them a bad image mm -hmm. to the general public. Until money overloaded, <laughs> yeah. overloaded concerns for safety. As and, it does. As it does. And yeah. But well, no. part, I think the race standardization helped, right? Because then yeah, you don't finally. have like street takeovers and like. Like they, know, well, they huge, used to. Huge bloody crashes. Right. Then it went away. <laughs> and then it seems to have come back. Yeah, yeah it sure has, yeah. huh? Yeah. It seems to have you know, lessened a little bit. I think law enforcement's gotten really involved and cracked down. Yes, 100%. But and, and and it's so funny because I do a, a motorsport show and everybody I have in that races, I ask them, okay, before you start racing, how did you drive? And you get that gooey look on her face, you know. <laughs> and I say, now that you race, how do you drive? Oh, much I, probably five ten mile an hour slower than I would yeah. before <laughs> yeah. because they've realized once you're exposed to uh, organized motorsports, yeah. With safety equipment, everybody going the same way. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's drinking or texting or yeah. or doing anything the above. Then they realize how dangerous the roads are that we take for granted yeah. when yeah. we're going out on the freeways and the roads. So you have a freeway or a road on the back side of the museum. Are you aware of it? The yes. 163. Yes, the, yeah, 163. No, the five. not the fat <laughs> one. But you have a, because it was during the exposition. Oh. Oh, the road. Yeah. The, the road. Yeah, the yeah, road to yeah. the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you uh, is that ever going to become a display, you think? Oh, my God. See, now we would love to do a 35 exposition um, exhibit eventually because of the, you know, Henry Ford. Right. Ford building all the things that they did because 
if we could find some of like they got the roads from Peru, like the stone roads that the Inca roads have. Right. They yeah. got the the dirt, the plank roads out from uh, out in the East in County. Like, they brought them all into yeah. San Diego. If anyone in, knows where that? Yeah, stuff if anyone is. knows where that but stuff is, that, tell us. Isn't there uh, remnants of that old road behind the museum or no? So behind the museum is actually where in the 1935 exposition there was like a zoo. So there's these like weird little. Uh, I yeah. think they're actually those remnants. I believe would be right behind the Air and Space Museum and oh, right yeah. next to it because well, I know what you're the talking Ford about. Building. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they got the Ford building. We didn't. We got the California building. But it's uh, silly, really. It's really silly. <laughs> yeah, we have this great picture of of these soldiers, um, these like National Guardsmen, like wiping down and washing the elephants behind the museum. Yeah. No, the little kidding. zoo. Yeah, right behind the museum. That's but yeah, the 35 Exposition. We have some great archival footage um, of it and just like images from that time. And you see the things that they, the pavilions they had like all over. Oh my God, it was beautiful. I'm like, bring all that back. Well, yeah, if it wasn't for that 1935, you wouldn't have Balboa Park. No, yeah, well, yeah, we wouldn't have. Well, at least our half of it because well, the, yeah. Because that was that was almost like a world's fair mm-hmm. where people did things just to you know to celebrate centennials. Yeah, and he was, Henry Ford is famously quoted saying he could have saved money if he gave a dollar to every person that came. Instead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of uh, instead of actually building all the stuff he did. <laughs> but you know what was smart about Henry Ford? Stop and think about this. Okay, and this could be a, a some kind of a display. We had horses. And, and carts, right? And then we decided we we're going to go to to gasoline. We didn't have any roads, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We had no stations. gas stations. Yeah. yeah, we had no repair facilities. But Henry Ford, being the entrepreneur, if it hadn't have been for him, I don't think it'd have been as successful because he came out and says, "Okay, I'm going to build you a car for six hundred bucks." Yeah. Everything. So now, fast forward, we've got an electric vehicle. We have no infrastructure. They cost enough to buy a buy a home. They're super heavy. And they do major damage to the roads. But there, nobody has a Henry Ford electric car yeah. to sell. Yeah, people's car. So you've got the top one percent buying electric vehicles, and they think that's why you see the demise of sales for electric vehicles because the one percent they were able to buy it have already bought them. So now sales are dropping because you and I can't afford an electric car unless well, you I mean, drove I, up I in think one. The to the infrastructure comment, mm-hmm. um, you know, they had oil companies investing a lot too in like right. infrastructure that was necessary. Well, they they seen there was ooh, and ooh, I ooh. think we have a big power issue already. So yeah, I don't I know that it will ever. It's no, but it's it's just interesting because history always repeats itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They need someone to figure out how to how to make them cheaper. You know. Well, you and know, I, I saw at the auto show um, yeah. a hydrogen car that was a consumer hydrogen car, which yeah. I had never seen. And only one manufacturer, I think. Well, two: Honda and Toyota yeah. make hydrogen. So hydrogen's cool because the emission. Like it's water. Exhaust is water. It's water. The problem, though, is again infrastructure because like hydrogen's kind of more unstable to mm-hmm. transport. Right. Exactly, but and it's, <laughs> it's like a good option, I think. For, well, and the fuel electric. tank in the car is so heavy and so oh, really? thick steel yeah. because it's hydrogen. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. This is a great show. San Diego Automotive Museum Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Everything's going to blow up. 
Hi, folks. Welcome back to San Diego Automotive Museum, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, we got Maria and Peter in the house. We've been having a ton of fun just talking about the Automotive Museum. And, you know, if you've never taken your family there for 10 bucks, and if you join for the whole year, it's even less and you get way more benefit. But just say you go down some Saturday or, or Monday through Sunday. We're only closed on Monday. Okay, Tuesday through Sunday for 10 bucks. Go on in. There's docents that will tell you about every single vehicle in the place. If you have got, And take your time and relax. Go to the gift shop. And, you know, if you've got a gearhead in the family, male or female, and you can't figure out what to buy them and you can't make them happy, the gift shop will have something there for them. Whether it's clothing or trinkets or or books, or it doesn't make any difference. And after you've hoofed for, what, three, four hours? That's what I like to see. <laughs> when you leave, you can buy an ice cream and then go sit out on the, the patio. I remember when Lenny told me about the ice cream. It's a big deal, the ice yeah. cream. And Lenny goes... We were all very excited. But Lenny says, ice cream? What? what, what why would they do that? And uh, what's her name that runs Brandy. it? Brandy. <laughs> says, we're putting it in. But that's Brandy. Yeah. And sure enough, turned out to be one of the most... <laughs> well, because after you've been hoofing all day, who wouldn't, yeah. who wouldn't want an ice cream? Yeah, exactly. Also, the plaza is so nice yeah. outside and, of our building. And I hated it. When they first put that in, I was totally against it. Yeah. You're wiping out all the parking. You're, You're gonna... sold now, right? <laughs> I am so sold. I am so sold because it's perfect. Because mm-hmm. after you've gone through the museum, you can go out and sit and literally talk about what you just yeah. experienced. Yeah, no, I'm I'm done. Uh, I think they're putting the water fountain. I mean, not what the water fountain. Water, but, uh, a big water yeah, fountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're putting the fountain with like the uh, the water show uh, like back in as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they used to yeah. back in the 35 exposition. They uh, had a giant wa- uh, a giant fountain right there. And, and like uh, a pool, a reflecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it had water shows going off during the exposition, so they're wow. going to be bringing that back as well. I believe as part of their big plan. I think the park. Is is one of the best kept secrets, you know, because there's so much to see. Yeah, not enough people know, but people come to San Diego and are insanely what? surprised when they see Balboa Park that there's just this like in, like this beautiful, yeah. uh, you know, Spanish uh, architectural. Oh. <laughs> like it feels like you're in a castle. Uh, my friend from New York came and he was just like blown like, away. He was like, other than Central Park, this is like my favorite park I've ever been in. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, like Central, Central Park, park. you know, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. See, so now he's a San Diego now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're I San believe now. I believe it's the biggest uh, like metropolitan park area in the country. I I, yeah. I think you're right. And it's beautiful. The From, cool thing, too, honestly, is that there's so much for people that live here, too. It's not just like a tourist thing. But most people don't go until yeah. uh, somebody yeah. comes in from New York exactly. and says, here, let me take you down to the park, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I, and I it used to be even, well, I used to have this thing, because if I talk to anybody, and I do have a tendency to talk to a lot of people, <laughs> and I'll say, hey, have you been to the Automotive Museum? Nine out of ten would say no. Yeah. Oh, there's an automotive museum here? Really? Where is it? Today, I'll bet you it's maybe four out of ten that say they haven't been. Yeah, honestly, based on the auto show feedback, I was at the auto show all the days this year. Oh, were you? And that was, it was probably like half. Yeah. And yeah. that said, oh, yeah, I've oh, been. Oh, yeah, I always go. Or, yeah. Yeah, we're members. Oh, yeah. Well, and, yeah. and that's the key. And then, of course, the gala is coming up here. What? It's right it's around September, the corner. Right? Dude, it's right. September, it's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it'll Time be, really goes slow. It'll yeah. be here before you know it. Especially for the development team. They, I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're good, but... <laughs> yeah. Piece of cake. Yeah. It's, well, and you got to thank all your, uh, you know, your uh, everybody that works as a team to, to put that museum yeah. on the map. Yeah, we're not a huge staff, so we we all but you all chip are out there deck, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heck, you're here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is fun. Come on, this how could you? Fun. How could you yeah. beat this? So I'm curious. Do you put these shows on the website? Uh, yeah, we have everything on our website. All calendar. right. So if you miss yeah. a show or you want to, because one thing we try to do here is is give you as much education about the museum, and we hadn't even talked about the kids' corner. If Meg or if Morgan was here, Morgan could tell us everything about it. <laughs> the comings and goings of the kids' corner. Well, I think it's done, right? It's done. Yeah, it's extremely yeah. popular. Yeah, it's very popular. <laughs> yeah. And then, then of course, you got stems coming up. Yeah, I mean, you got some stem programs. You know, is that going to be in the kids' corner? Uh, I think they're doing a lot of them like on site at um, our automotive partners. Right. Yeah. As right. well as I believe they're going to be doing some stuff down at our storage facility as well. Right. Some of our volunteers show them. Right. And, and you're also else. looking for a new facility for restorations. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. So you guys are constantly moving, you know, every day. I mean, it's, it, there's, what's that old saying? Moss doesn't grow. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. You're too young. You, you Rocks don't even. rolling or something? Yeah, something like that. Well, it's funny. <laughs> Brendan, who normally is the board op, we've been getting into these sayings yeah. from back in the day. <laughs> and, yeah, and we're always coming back and forth. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a hoot. So oh yeah, it's moss doesn't grow on a rolling stone. There yeah. you go. That's See that, that's why you're the assistant yeah, curator. Yeah, yeah. I'm a history guy. You know? <laughs> well, I you know are you are you are a history guy, right? Yeah, no, that's why it's so fun uh, doing what we do. You know, because uh, when you get when your job is to have the ability to just go into a rabbit hole like the bootlegging stuff, yeah. like and you, and you actually get rewarded for doing something yeah. like that, you and know, paid. Yeah, and told, whole told you did a great exhibit, yeah, great yeah. job on the exhibit. I'm like, ah, oh, I was just having fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, was just- well, what's that old saying? If you can find a job that that you get paid for, you, that oh, you'll you never love. work a day. Yeah. You'll yeah. never work a day. And didn't you graduate from college yeah. as a history major? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, anthropology and history. Oh, yeah. Did so. you ever think you'd be in automotive? No, not automotive. <laughs> I wanted. I definitely wanted to do museums. So I'm very, very grateful for the automotive museum for giving me that opportunity. But you're doing cars. Oh, it's great. It's hey, it's fun. It's you gotta learn something new every day. So, right. Yeah. And and the, the beauty of it is, since you weren't a car guy to begin. It's really new. It's really, it's really interesting. Like I knew enough to get me by, you know, right? But, Just enough but, um, to get you in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I never knew there was so many layers to it. To be honest, yeah. And how many people put mirrors on a Pinto? Right? Pinto, yeah. Oh, you Don't mean the disco Pinto? <laughs> yeah. You mean like thousands of mirrors? I mean, what Pinto? was this? And it's all sharp. It's yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool, Do though. Do you know how heavy that car must be? <laughs> that thing must weigh. It doesn't it. have to go fast. <laughs> I don't even think it goes. It's yeah. a Pinto. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's a Pinto. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have, we. I have to always mention disco it. Pinto. The, the Louis Matar oh, Cadillac. Yeah. Yep. Now, have you actually went and stared at that thing and oh looked to God. see? And driving from Mexico to Canada and never turn the engine off? It's, it's, it's amazing. When you actually like look at it, and it's like uh, if you stare at it for 10 minutes, you'll see something new each Every minute. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, like you'll be like, what the hell? They got a, a, yeah. liquor, a liquor tab, you know? Yeah. And you look in the my, – my favorite – one of my favorite things is the, the hood having – 
the wind like has like a windshield in the hood, yeah. so when you're <laughs> so working on the car, you can still drive and yeah. see through it. Like it's just like all these, all these little That's things. Really well, what about the it. shower on the running yeah. board? Yeah. Who's gonna stand out there butt naked and take a shower? <laughs> it's Apparently so them. And Apparently Louis Matar. Yeah. yeah, and you can change tires while you're driving yeah, down the road. Amazing. So, and folks, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, you have to go see this. It's a one of a kind. Nobody else has it. But it was a gentleman back in the day, in the 40s, 50s actually, that what had to be a mechanical engineer because there's yeah, enough yeah. pipes and gauges. Yeah, he had and, a shop uh, on yeah, right in downtown on Market Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just something that this guy and he was world known. Everybody, I think he was on every magazine yeah. newspaper. <laughs> on like Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. probably Johnny Carson too. That would that would always be good. Well, guys, hey. Come on down uh, Tuesday through Sunday, 10 bucks. You need to do it. It changes constantly. Uh, take the family, take the kids, take your grandparents. Grandparents could probably tell you more than, than most because they've, they've lived 90% of it. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> that was an absolute blast. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thanks, a great Dave. Time, as always. All thanks right, so me. you can get this show at the museum, San Diego Automuseum.org. Uh, S- I think it's SD Auto oh, Museum. Yeah, SDAutomuseum.org. All right, very good. That's why we got a historian <laughs> in the room. All right, thank you, Maria. Thanks, Peter. FM 961 and 1170, the answer. Dear Vet it was nice to spend the night with my daughter and other veterans. It's so humbling to attend an event when you feel appreciated. I had a wonderful time with my family. Thank you for the memories, VetTix. Dear VetTix, thank you for a great experience and for your support of the military and veterans. Thank you so much, VetTix. Our family has gone through a lot the last few years, and this gave us a nice break. Every empty seat at a concert, game, or special event is a missed opportunity to say thank you to a veteran or a service member. By giving your extra tickets to VetTix, you'll help America's heroes reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience. Give the memory. VetTix. Give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to VetTix.org. KCBQ San Diego, K241CT Oceanside, FM 96.1 North County, and AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer, streaming at theanswersandiego.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.